worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's R&R wrapped around an RJ. This is the R&R Intro portion to the RJ Ochoa show. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We're in maroon. I can't tell what color RJ's in. Why are you in the dark, RJ? Welcome on. Uh, it's great. It's great to be with you guys. Happy Friday. Um, I'm a little under the weather, if that isn't oh. obvious. And so, like, um, I'm kind of like a vampire right now. You know what I mean? That's how you want the house. You're not feeling well. Like, everything's just got to kind of match your internal tone. Um, but the good news is, um, I sound sexy. Like Fiji you do, you got a little uh, with, with my voice like this. Yeah. Now so, the good um, thing you know, is pros and cons. The good thing is, I'm I'm almost positive because I know everyone here is dealing with it too. I think it's more severe allergies. Don't mean you feel better, but it isn't you know the flu or anything. But I think it may be severe, severe allergies. I don't know what the hell's floating, but it's bad. It's tough times, but um, you know we got a power. Through. Has it I, spread I, around the know. Ochoa household? Are you the only one ill? Have you uh? Um, you know, it has, yeah. and, uh, they don't tell you that when you're a kid and you're like, I'm sick and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> they don't tell you like, Hey, when you're an adult and you're the head of the household and everyone is sick, you have to still, you still got to do everything abilities and yeah. everyone who depends on you needs their stuff. And if you get a new puppy before she's still going to piss on the floor. <laughs> so like all that stuff is, uh, it's still going on. It's still making my life. Adulting sucks, my friend. It's also quite beneficial when you see the little one. How's the puppy doing, by the way, before we talk some uh, Trey Lance? She's actually really great. Um, we originally were going to call her Lady Bear. We've decided to call her Honey. Um, so we've got Bear and Honey. Uh, big, uh, you know, thinking about renaming our house to the Thousand Acre Woods. And um, she's, uh, she's sleeping through the night, which is really the biggest thing that I care about because her pups are so small. They're like, you can poop 10 times in the house, and it's really not going to affect us that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, so, no, no. Those right. are just little pep pebbles. You good. But those you grow. Good. Exactly. Fix that early. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so this has been an interesting week for our Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, and I really don't even know where to begin because I'm not even sure what, what how big a story this is. But the, the Trey Lance move uh, kind of tilted the scale on a lot of different fronts. The Mike McCarthy situation, where Dak Prescott is as quarterback, and then just the idea of the of maybe a, the quarterback of the future already in the building. With, with underneath this grand umbrella of the story, what do you make of Trey Lance arriving? The draft pick that went out, the, the McCarthy uh, unaware, and the Dak being unaware, and all that kind of goes into this mix. So uh, first, let me offer. Um, I'm going to trust Rudy. My apologies to Rudy. I did not remember 
Uh, maybe the, the sickness was already infiltrating my mind um, last Friday oh. when this happened. Uh, and I, I really did not remember Rudy. And also when Rudy uh, texted me about this, my phone was being attacked oh, you by were getting everybody killed. in the world. Yeah, I could, uh, I could imagine. So it, was, it was very difficult to compartmentalize everything. Uh, I will agree, Rob, this has been a really unique thing. And my initial reaction was one of sensitivity for Dak Prescott, because mm-hmm. um, I, I was immediately pre-annoyed. I was pre-annoyed <laughs> at what all of this week's national headlines would be, um, and I had to say that I forecasted that completely correctly. But um, the, the, the weird thing about this that, you know, a lot of people don't want to accept is that this is, you know, so often in the NFL, you can look at a situation and you can look at how timelines are matching up, how teams are doing something, right. how all those timelines are, are, are all moving in one direction, whether towards a rebuild or this or that or whatever. Um, these timelines match whatsoever. Um, and that's, that's why, you know, the idea that Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future is absurd, even if you're the biggest Dak Prescott critic in the world. Dak's cap number next year is just south of $60 million that has to be extended. I mean, there's no way the Cowboys carry that into 2024. Um, at the same time, in the offseason, they're going to have to figure out whether they want to pick up Trey Lance's fifth-year option or not. And there's no way that they're going to tie themselves up in that much quarterback money, even if Trey Lance shows all the wonder in the world about practices this entire season. And so, um, in all likelihood, they're heading into next year with Trey Lance in a contract year and Dak Prescott's sweet extension that ties into the Cowboys for what will then be, you know, the next three to four years. Go well, then ahead. why do it, RJ? Like, because, I, I mean, mean I, I disagree with you. I think I, I think there's a, a, I don't know how big a percentage, but I do think there's a small percentage of Jerry that feels like this could be the future, but where you break it down makes total sense. So that's why I ask you, then why do it? I mean, that's a great question. And I, I guess if you have to answer it, um, the answer is that this is a, a league where quarterbacks are the hottest ticket in town. You can you can never have enough, even when you have you know one. And if you you know if you trade for Trey Lance and he turns out to be great, and you can flip him for something awesome. If he turns out to be great, and you really think he's better than Dak Prescott, okay, that's a, a difficult problem to solve, but you can do it. I mean, for what it's worth, again, if we're you know exploring all tentacles of this situation. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles took on the biggest dead cap hit in NFL history from trading Carson Wentz because they felt like they had to move on. They felt like they had an answer worth exploring in Jalen Hurts in that 2021 season. And obviously that worked out great for the Eagles, but they did have to eat that money. So it's not uncommon that to happen. It happened relatively recently, obviously. But if you're playing the game of all likelihood, it's that nothing really materializes from this. But again, I think the why is, why not? Why, why not take a stab at this? We know Mike McCarthy historically loves to have a quarterback to develop. They got one for a really cheap price who is far better than anybody they would have drafted this year. It's just a weird thing that creates some weird right. discussion. This timing was so odd, and I understand that you couldn't fix the timing. The timing was what it was, but the situation just kind of exploded in everybody's face, it felt like. Yeah, and I will say I don't think there's any – I'm, I'm not, as a fan or anything, bothered by Mike McCarthy not being told, by Dak Prescott not being told, because at the end of the day, this decision shouldn't involve them, right? I mean, it's fine if you want to, but well. this, is a, a, this is a roster management decision. This isn't, you know, to do with the offensive scheme. This isn't to do with the offensive implementation. Those are the facts of football that – Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott have their hands over. I mean, it's no different in my mind than the Cowboys not consulting them on who they should take in the first round. There are different responsibilities here. 
But that being said, uh, vocalizing that you didn't tell them is an interesting choice to say the least. That's the, the little bit of pot stirring that it felt like happened here. That's what made all this really annoying. Um, but again, I don't think you have to tell them because you should be that simpatico. I mean, it's understood that like Mike that McCarthy word. likes to have a quarterback to develop. And the Cowboys, for what it's worth, have only drafted two quarterbacks in the Dak Prescott era. They took Mike White in the fifth round in 2018 and Ben DiNucci in the fifth round in 2020. And so I know everybody made a big deal about Dak's comments last Saturday night. I think by now it's well understood that he was probably more upset on behalf of Will Greer than anything. But, I mean, if uh, on the remote possibility Dak is in his feelings, which I don't think to be the case personally, if he is, dude, chill out because (laughs) this – this idea is what, and this disposition is what led to you having your job. If the Cowboys hadn't been forward thinking in 2016 and taken a stab right. with a fourth round pick in right. the exact same way, I mean, they would have been up a creek with a quarterback that season and your career would have never unfolded the way that it did. Again, I don't think Dak's upset, but this is the game. I mean, and everybody has to play their way and the front office just did their part. Now, do you think when Dak called him to console him after Trey broke his ankle that he had any idea he'd end up on the Cowboys <laughs> roster? Probably not, um, but I mean that's the the way. That's how Dak is, right? That's who he really is, right? So, do you think? Okay, yeah. so do you think he's going to take on the the? I'm going to take. I got to do handle my business, but I'll still take you under my wing and teach you all I can. Or will he take the approach of, dude, I'm not going to help you become my replacement? I think I've said before that if you're a Cowboys fan, um, and Rudy, I know that's a battle you wrestle with internally. Uh, yes, um, big, big time. Um, but if you're a Cowboys fan, Dak Prescott is a dream of a player to root for. Like, he is that Disney dude who does the right thing and says the right thing and, you know, looks epic when he's running out of the tunnel. Like, he checks all those boxes. And I, I do believe him to be that guy who will, will help Trey Lance in his wow. development in the name of bettering the team. Um, there was a lot of chatter floating around this past week about how Tony Romo did that with Dak Prescott. I'm not here to besmirch the name of Tony Romo that I love very much, <laughs> yeah, but that us. was not the case. No, it wasn't. Romo did not do that. No. Uh, Mark, Mark Sanchez was the only dude helping Dak Prescott out when he was a rookie in 2016. And, you know, I think on a human level, how can you blame Romo? I mean, it was a difficult I thing wouldn't. to accept. And so I don't blame anyone for not doing that. Yeah. Well, on, on, on an interesting sidebar, have you noticed on Hard Knocks how far they have gone to point out how – giving Aaron Rodgers has been the young Zach. You know, they I mean, he's taking him under his wing. He's calling touchdown plays for him. He's coaching him up. He's doing all this stuff. I think there's been a concerted effort to kind of rehab Aaron Rodgers' um, reputation that he garnered with Jordan Love, although I'm not sure that was true back then with Love either. I don't know if he shut him down or didn't mentor no. him at all. But they, he's certainly buy, been a mentor to Zach. I buy that to be legitimate with Rodgers. Oh, I do. I think it's – well, but I think um, I mentioned Phoebe from Friends and her sexy voice. Uh, she's also the subject of a great plot line that went in one episode of Friends where Joey tells her there's no selfless good deed, right? Like you can't, you can't do any good deed without some sense of selfishness because at the very least you feel good about doing it. So there's selfishness associated with any good deed you want to do. Um, and so very, I think there's some self. It's a very existentialist view. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is an existentialist kind of person. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, so. un- Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers Corp, um, what he's doing has been done before, right? Like the older Hall of Famer who finds a new team who goes on to have success and even win the Super Bowl with him. Peyton Manning did it. Tom Brady did it. So 
You can do anything new, Aaron. How can you make this new? Well, you can have the success. You can win the Super Bowl. And yeah. you can train the young Padawan. And you can leave the organization. What, what has happened to the Broncos and the Patriots and now the Bucks since you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady walked away? They've been in purgatory. But Aaron Rodgers can be known as the guy who came in. And, and like, think, think about how lame it up. was to call it. Well, think about how lame it was to call it Jet Life Stadium. Like, that's the most, like, <laughs> low-hanging fruit comment of all time. Like, Aaron Rodgers is, like, you know, you know screaming J-E-S. Jet. It's like, dude, quit being such a hardo. We get it. You want people to think you're into this right now. Um, so I'm not saying it's disingenuine, but I am saying that there's a bit of selfishness. One last question before we move on to the team itself. There was an opportunity cost to going and getting it, a fourth-round pick. That fourth-round pick could have been used if you had a fourth-round pick to move. I mean, legit. And we didn't know we did until he made the deal. Wouldn't a fourth-round pick been more appropriately used on something that could be usable right now, like maybe an offensive lineman? Maybe. Um, but, um, I mean, the opportunity cost in this case isn't, you know, tremendous, um, I would offer. And now, for what it's worth, the Cowboys don't have a sixth-round pick next year. They've already traded that as well. Uh, when they moved up to get Aaron Scott Jr., so they're down those two. But they're slated to get their usual run of compensatory picks. And that's that's where and how they feel safe. Okay. They know we can burn these, get a couple down the road. We can always move around. We can always dance around. And we can pick that up. We can recoup, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's a day three pick. I know it sounds cool because it's a fourth round pick, but it's a day three pick. Like, if you're not picking on Thursday or Friday night, nobody really cares at the end of the day. I saw that the Ravens, it was for other reasons, but I saw the Ravens are holding four QBs. <laughs> and Rob and I had an interesting back and forth, and Rob kind of wanted to hold four QBs. Where, where, I mean, nitpick the 53. Because the thing about you, RJ, you are a fan, but you give it to them straight. What would you nitpick about the final 53? I think it's worth mentioning, and this still has to do with the Trey Lanes trade, the new rule, it's a new old rule, but involving the third quarterback right. team. So if you have a third quarterback on your 53, he can technically be this ghost player that is a part of your 46-man active game day roster Man. without counting against that. Right. And and he can dress. And if you're in an emergency where your top two go down, you can have that two go in. Ironically, that came as a result of Trey Lance's former team. Um, so, I mean, I would challenge you to find a QB3 that you feel better about than Trey Lance. Um, it would be very difficult. But to Rob's point, I Will mean, afford them. Well, I mean, let's yeah, Rob, oh, I'm let's just saying. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, RJ. Uh, but, you know, he had a great Saturday night. And I'm really – we'll always remember it. But, I mean, you know, let's you know, let's be cool. It was it was the <laughs> final you. night before everyone went to clutch. You know what I mean? Thank it was you. Whatever. It, uh, anyway. Wow. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not opposed to hoarding them like Baltimore's doing. That's a little bit more unique. Um, but as far as critiquing the 53 – I wish they'd gone a little bit deeper at offensive line. Yeah, is that born out of fear? Definitely. Yes. Are they are they weirdly going about linebacker only keeping three? Yes, but that's a little bit more common. It feels like, mm-hmm. and you know the the day and age of your kind of classic off ball linebacker is over. In fact, the Cowboys defense is really positionless. There's no you know mm-hmm. real D tackles, D ends. There are two groups that defenders fall in for the Cowboys: there's pass rushers and there's players who drop back. That's it. Like, and Dan Quinn has so many athletes that he can utilize them in a number of different ways, as evidenced by the way he safeties in the box and things like that. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean to be the, like, Kool-Aid drinking, this really feels like the year Cowboys guy, but I have very few qualms with how they handled it. Would it have been cool if they had carried Isaiah Lamb 
and not seeing him get poached by the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, but I you was know shocked what? that land. I was guy. shocked they let land walk. I, I I I really was. That was like one of the first couple of things I talked about with a couple of buddies of mine. The reality is, I mean, where where's he getting snaps this year? You know, and that's that sucks. Like, you know, if you're good at this, it should be hard. If you're good at this, you should agonize over that 53rd decision. And so it's quite possible Land was number 54. And sometimes, you know, you're just number 54. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he has another opportunity. But it would have been great, obviously, had the Cowboys been able to get him back on the practice squad. I know you talked just a little about the offensive line. And if there is one qualm that I have, it's that. That it just, we know that they're going to get hurt. That two of these guys are going to miss games. It's just the numbers tell us that so it's been negative. that. Well, we have to at some point address the fact that your offensive line is going to it's going to be a point of pain, and it, they did not, at least to this point, address a depth issue other than through their draft. And I know they rely and are comfortable with their drafting alignment, but I'm not comfortable here. I do think that this is going to get them. So I agree with you, and not that this is a defense, but that's sort of a problem across the entire True. NFL. You know what I mean? Like. Right now, the three of us, we're going to buy a house, and we're like, man, this is expensive. You know, like, yeah. like this house this is really expensive. It's like, yeah, dude, like, welcome to the world. Um, now, if you are trying to give them credit, they did sign Chuma Adoga in free agency. They did draft Austin Richards with a fourth-round pick. They did sign TJ Bass as an undrafted free agent. All of them made the team. Um, I mean, so they did add by multiple avenues this offseason. Again, if you're really trying, um, I don't – Last year, I thought that they went about things really foolishly. I mean, they, they went about operating as if Tyron was never going to miss time. I do think that as a result of that, at least, they have to have a contingency plan in place, but it doesn't feel as foolish as it did a year ago. Again, I don't feel great about it, but I would also challenge you to find the team in the NFL that feels wonderful about their eighth or ninth offensive line. Because of the chemistry Dak and Schultz had, and then now where we see the tight end money is gone, oh, RJ. Really? Oh, man. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, maybe Schultz could have stuck around for ten to twelve. I mean, we're we at seventeen now. I mean, Dak loved him some Schultz, and I'm not saying that Ferg can't be the guy, RJ. I'm just saying, like now, where we see the numbers, Schultz wasn't too bad at ten to twelve. Well, you said ten to twelve. He got nine from the. Oh, that's right. So why are you going to pay him more than Houston? (laughs) You're right about that. I mean, that's that's the reality. Is that it is just. You know, people turn this into memes and things like running backs don't matter, whatever. Unless you are Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and that's really it. Like, I, I think we're all fascinated by Kyle Pitts. Um, Darren Waller has had a moment in the sun. He got paid, Johnny too. Smith had a moment in the sun. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, unless you're one of those dudes, it's just not worth paying that position. And Dak has shown that he can make, I don't want to say anyone who plays it productive, but just about anything close to that. And so – you don't have to waste that money. And again, let's not act like Dak and Dalton played a lot together. I mean, Dalton really took off in 2020 when Dak got hurt. I mean, they really kind of had just that 2021 season all the way through together, and that was what led to Dalton getting the tags that he played on last year. Gotcha. That's RJ Ochoa of Blogging the Boys. Make sure you're following him and checking Blogging the Boys on the daily if you call yourself a Cowboys fan. You're probably already there. And uh, Cowboys fans today are – Going through uh, the loss of one of the architects, Gil Brandt passing away yesterday. Um, I think it hit a lot of people in a very unique way. He's kind of like Grandpa. I learned it from you, RJ. I had just so gone on the, you know, during the break, I went onto your Instagram and I, I, I learned that from you. What, what, what did y'all write about Gil? 
I mean, it's, you know, in, in situations like this, it's tough to, to really say anything. I mean, because his career kind of spoke for itself. Um, true. If, you know, if anyone is, I would even offer under the age of 50, they, they might not be fully aware of Gil Brandt's contributions to the Cowboys brand. I mean, at the beginning, it was Textram, it was Tom Landry, and it was Gil Brandt. And they all innovated in their own special ways. Tom Landry, obviously, in the most visible on the field. Textram, literally in the most visible by way of television marketing and public relations. I mean, it's, it's Textram's contributions that lead to the Cowboys being on Thanksgiving every year, playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, but Gil Brandt innovated in the scouting department. I mean, he was the first dude to be like, let's use computers, right? Like, let, let's let the computers um, kind of, tr- you know, process this information. And it led to the discovery of so many Hall of Fame players, uh, Ring of Honor players, important contributors. I mean, he revolutionized the, the part of the reason the NFL draft is what it is today uh, is because of Gil Brandt. And, and he helped identify that as this resource that needed to be completely and totally you know, dried up, you were interested in improving your football team. And so um, he truly is one of the most important and influential people in NFL history. He's rightfully in the Ring of Honor and the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I think he's an example of, I saw this conversation floating around yesterday, like, you know, I think we all have a bit of an internal piece that he was able to see himself go into the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen for everybody. And it brings up the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor stuff. Dude, time is so precious. Like, there's, there's no, there's no reason you. to not let people like this, you know, enjoy their moment in the sun that they deserved. And hopefully Gilbrandt got to experience this. This is more of an NFL question, but it involves the Cowboys, RJ. Rob and I discussed a little bit earlier the, the Forbes valuations. And is it time we get back, especially because of the NFL and how big they are and how much money they make, to where we just go back to no salary cap and then we're not even having to deal with these things? Or is it still a necessary evil in your eyes? Um, I mean, I'm always pro-player. So I would love to see the players get, you know, everything mm-hmm. that they possibly could. Uh, but I will say there's just zero way that the NFL ever allows that <laughs> uh, because their cap is a fraction of their overall net earnings in a given year. And the cap is, um, is a built-in excuse. Hey, yes. man, we tried. We can't. I mean, you know, we're up against the salary cap. (laughs) You know, it works some way. Nobody understands. We're over. We're under. You know, but we're going to be over. We had to leave money to sign our rookies or whatever the case may be. So um, it's there's no way they get rid of that. It protects them in a lot of different ways. The owners, that is. And this is an owner's league, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's stupid, the evaluation. I, I always think about, um, I don't know if either of you saw that movie, Concussion. Yes. There was a line in, in the trailer for that movie that I always think about, and it was when somebody's playing Will Smith's character, um, like to be careful, challenging the NFL. And they, again, it was so powerful. They said, you're going up against somebody that owns a day of the week. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's who they <laughs> that are. Strong. Like they, they really and totally, absolutely do. It's their world. I mean, it's crazy that they're more valued than some Premier League teams or La Liga teams. Like, they're not a worldwide league, yet they have worldwide fame and fortune. That's well RJ said. Ochoa well of Blogging the Boys. Uh, we're about to close out the segment. Before we go, I want to – this news crossing board that we do have another shift in the college football land that oh, Stanford and Cal and SMU are joining the ACC. Oh, really? It, it appears that this phone Who meeting – Who did they that, get to uh, vote? 
there was a there were four possible votes no. They had to carry twelve of the fifteen. Uh, they needed to flip one. Evidently, they did. SMU and too. SMU, Cal, and uh, Berkeley are are Stanford are headed to uh, the ACC. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Oregon State. Tough scene. Tough, <laughs> tough morning to be a Beaver. I mean, uh, yeah, tough uh, morning to be a Beaver. <laughs> Save that, Edwin. <laughs> Um, that's really, I, I, I don't, um, like I don't live and die with some of the college football pageantry and traditions as much as a lot of people. Um, my internal focus just has to exist on Sundays, obviously, um, throughout the fall, but I'm, I'm at the very least interested. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I am a fan of this or I'm enjoying this, but we're at this point now where I, like, let's see it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to say like, let's see what this looks like. Let's see, you know, Oregon travel to you know happy valley on a yes. Saturday night like I'm like let's get weird like at this point I feel for the athletes I feel for everybody involved I can't believe again like you know college football is this massively popular thing but from a wealth standpoint it's worth again a fraction of the NFL but it, it's just it's so difficult to like explain this to people you know like it's like I'm sure people hit you up in your daily lives you know when y'all are out doing your own personal errands you know going where you like to go Rudy we all know those places and people are like, okay, so like, what's going on in college football? Why, why, like, why did Oregon State get left out? Like, it's the most difficult concept in the world to explain. What are you going to do this last week before this? You know, before you lock all the way in for these next seventeen weeks? You got any plans with the family? Because these next seventeen weeks, you know how it's going to be. Eighteen weeks uh, for the regular 18, season. Eighteen, you're right, because of the buy. More beyond right. that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, at this point, just rest and recuperate and get healthy. Uh, that's, you sound that's like Mike going. McCarthy. Uh, you sound like Mike but, McCarthy. What this came home from camp? <laughs> yeah, um, but it is you know it's exciting um, and truthfully, I mean for me, I I really enjoy the, the scheduled kind of action that my life becomes. Like it's so easy to kind of identify this always happens on Mondays, this always happens on Thursdays, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's fun having football back. I did not stay up for the Arizona State game last night. If either of you did, kudos, no, especially no. given what you do for a living. Uh, but it's it's fun having that you know that option back in our lives. So I'm pumped about it. He's RJ Ochoa. My Check man. his stuff at Blog and the Boys. Following him on the X's and the Instas and everything else that you keep up with in the for the outside world. But all in all, get well, RJ. We can't wait to talk to you next week. <laughs> Before next week, y'all have a glass of chocolate milk.